Listening to the Full Sport Press podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. Support me, Jeff. Wheezy in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What you doing, buddy? I'm here. I'm here. What it do? What it do? What it do? Coach, like back in the building with the beard. Say, what's up, Cam? Back, back. What it do? What it do? Yeah, man. For sure. How's everybody? Everybody good? Everybody good, man. Yeah. yeah. Trying to stay cool and healthy. Hot sure. as hell outside. That was hot as hell. Hey, hey, it is hot. Yeah, sure. I knew it was coming yeah. because it was it was too cool during June, man. June mm-hmm. was a sneaky month. It wasn't really like hot, but July is here and Damn it, it's here. And here's Someone the said I'm here. I don't like shorts unless they like, you know what I'm saying, like cut off shorts or something like that, or like basketball shorts. We'll man, bake. I, man, you gonna, you gonna bake. Trouble. I got on tech fleece pants right now. I'm hot about it, too. I don't know what. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. You know, I, I wear shorts. I yeah. gotta wear shorts. It's too hot to have on pants. It's 90, it's 92 degrees outside. I'm walking around with pants on? Mm-mm. Episode 324, fellas, we're holding ourselves accountable today as we unveil five players that we assume were 100% locks in the NFL, but we were 100% wrong about them as they left college headed into the NFL. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. And you better damn believe it. Let's go! Hey, that's all right, man. That's good. Best of the week, Jeff. What you got? Best of the week, my nephew finally got this bike riding down. Eight years old. Right, we had to have a fight about taking them training wheels off, but he got them off. And a month later, he out here by himself thugging. So proud of that kid, man. Huge stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, full disclosure, Animal Brown of the On Deck TV podcast cannot ride a bike. Oh, you put him out there. Goodness gracious. He, he, he's been on record stating that before, I think, though. Yeah, no, for sure. I just wanted to let him know that there's, there's, yeah. there's an eight-year-old um, that's out here riding a <laughs> bike, and Chris is over the age of 30. And can, in fact, though, uh, best of the week, Weezy, what you got? Oh, man, my best of the week is uh, I got me a bike, man. My dad let me borrow a bike this week, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was okay. They're tuning into my worst of the week, but it wasn't too cat. It wasn't too bad. Coach, what you got? Best of the week. The NFL said they're going to play the Black National Anthem before week one in football games, man. I think that's a pretty cool thing for them to do. You know, one week is better than no weeks. So yeah. I'm still waiting to see if they're going to actually do it, though. The NFL just keeps continuing to just, you know. They're just trying to put a Band-Aid on something yeah. that probably needs stitches, dog. Needs mm-hmm. Yeah, we need surgery. We yeah. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely should have went to the <laughs> yeah, no, factor. 
Uh, my best of the week, J.R. Smith, man, after a three, basically a year and a half, man, almost two and a half seasons off of work, man. J.R. Smith is back in the NBA. Him and Philly Cheese on the same team. Jeff's guy. Can't wait to see my boy play again. He's wearing number 21. I'm just excited. Uh, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um, on foot, I know he's going to have some heat. I'm just excited to see my boy, man, switch back in the game. And that means he'll be on NBA 2K21, which is even more exciting for me, for sure. So shout out to Swish, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. I want my dog to get one more ring. Because he's a hey, underdog, man. You know, him and Philly Cheese. I root for Philly Cheese now, Jeff. You know what I'm saying? He's different. You know what I mean? Mm. Shout out to Philly Cheese. <laughs> okay. Remember you said that. Yeah, no. Sure. With this bubble okay. pickup, remember you said that. Yeah, I know Philly Cheese going to let me down for sure. Worst <laughs> of the week. Weezy, since you talked about it, what you got? Worst of the week. <laughs> My worst of the week, uh, this bike I told y'all about, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know me, I get on a bike, I'm riding, I'm riding, and uh, the old dog <laughs> got loose in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got loose, he got loose, so I'm thinking. And so I'm, I'm pedaling, right? I'm pedaling. Uh, he'll, he'll leave me alone. He ain't gonna go nowhere. He kept chasing. He kept, he kept chasing. And and in my route, I'm hitting a hill. Well, I, <laughs> I couldn't get, I couldn't get away from him like I wanted to. So then I had to hop off the bike, start kicking and shit. I came back to the house. <laughs> this is my first day on the bike. So I'm done with this bike, dude. I'm talking about. Hey, but the next time I came back, guess what I had with me? I had my backpack, I had my stick and everything for I was waiting on his ass that time. <laughs> but I didn't see him. I don't know if he wanted to play or not. I, I didn't want to see what he wanted to do. You weren't trying you, to play for sure. Nah, I wasn't no. Were you nervous, Weezy, forever? Did you think your life was over with or something like that? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I was, <laughs> I, I was nervous. Dog, I didn't know. I was nervous. What you got, Jeff? I dropped the ball on some personal shit this past week. Um, my mind ain't been where it need to be. And I dropped the ball on some personal shit this week. I apologize already to everybody on this Zoom call already personally. But behind closed doors, you got to apologize in front of the people. So I apologize to everybody in the real view of the media. I apologize. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And we won't do that no more going forward. Yeah, I, got one, I got one more, too, though. Yeah, go ahead. This one, this one is horrible. I was involved in a mall shooting yesterday. You don't ever want to be involved in nothing like that. Where were you? So, Jeff. Did you yeah. hear gunshots? No, nah, literally 30, like 30 from where we, where we record to the parking lot. That's how close it was. So if you walk into where we record before we walk those first double doors, that's how close it was. And four people got hit. One, uh, one eight-year-old kid didn't make it out, man. It had nothing to do with it. And goodness, scary. Like, you hear something like that behind your head, and you turn around, and you see it, and you just, you know, I, I ain't been right since. I ain't cussed this much in years, and I ain't been like, we walked out. So my bad, but yeah, it's tough. But shout out to everybody that made it out of there, and different prayers going to the family that lost their little boy that had nothing to do, mm. nothing to do with it. That's heavy. That's usually mm. a Coach Lock situation. Lock, man. <laughs> what you got? Nah, I'm almost there. It ain't Damn. nothing like that, thankfully. Woo. Man, I'm bouncing back to sneakers, man. Once again, man, I'm tired of sneakers out. Go oh, ahead. Yes. Jeff, my bad. Jeff, <laughs> you got 10 good resting seconds. Yes, sir. Let's start the clock. 
finally, after everything getting pushed back, shout out to you, Apple, shout out to you, Spotify, but shout out to SoundCloud for coming through. For everything getting pushed back, we finally got the first episodes of the 808s and Chair Shots podcast available. Shout out to Nick for all his hard work for getting that done, man. It's been a pleasure, you know, seeing how his dream come through with that, working with him on that. Um, he can work he's super duper hard on this show. It's a wrestling podcast for those who enjoy wrestling. And if you don't, please make sure you check us out. The first episode is now available on SoundCloud. For sure, man. Episode one. And I listen to the podcast. You guys do a really good job, because I'm not a wrestling fan, of making it a, a easy listen for a novice like myself. So if you're not a big fan of wrestling, you can still follow along, and it makes it a very easy listen. Shout out to Neat, man. Polo Black, man. Yeah, yeah, man, especially with the Undertaker intro, man. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started, the first half, Wheezy. Do you have a yellow box of cheese? The war recipient for the listeners. I do. This week's award recipient is the sports brand Under Armour. It is. It 100% is. Do you guys want to hear the most LA thing ever? Under Armour recently terminated its 15 year, $280 million contract with the UCLA Bruins due to financial troubles. Clearly, they can't make a good shoe. Adult webcam company based in California, Los Angeles to be exact, Cam Soda, Weezer, are you familiar? Um, offered UCLA a cool $205 million to become the university's new athletic sponsor. For those that don't know, Cam Soda is a webcam based porn site valued at right around $300 million. The Under Armour deal makes Cam Soda's offer seem sensible, bargain, considering the fact. Well, you know, it's, it's a porn company. Here's the thing. UCLA has, but have them in the final 10 as far as their next <laughs> sponsorship for the 2021 season. Yeah, man. Money wow, top. I can't believe they're top 10. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. Now, with the Under Armour, I think you bit off a little bit more than you can chew, Pauls. You go get... Texas A&M's and South Carolina's and um, who else do they have? Auburn. They, they got they got Texas Tech. They got Texas Tech for sure. Oh, yeah, really? that's who it is. They don't have Texas A&M. They have Texas Tech. That's who they have. Here's the thing: you were not putting out enough good sneakers to do so, and now you have to terminate one of the blue blood schools just because of your financial troubles. Stupid, man. Stupid. Just grind, man. Just grind. You can't listen. You you can't contend with Nike. They were trying to contend with Nike, and they put themselves in a terrible, terrible situation. And now you got Cam Soda coming up. And about to, how the hell can Cam Soda even be a part of UCLA? They don't got no shoes, man. I can't. You know, you know they do that. You know they do that. <laughs> okay. I, I can't be the only one that shot Cam Soda worth three hundred million dollars. Like. I can't be the only one. Listen, I ain't shocked. Hey, I I ain't shocked at all. That 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 industry really? big money. That's big business. That, that, that's big business, smart though, man. Even I with only fans, even with only fans being out there like that. 
Long time listener, first time. They using the webcam. Long time first time follower, Cam Soda. Long time listener. Long time listener. Okay, never mind. You're right. There we go. I'll say, say no more. Sure. Get that out to him. He's, a matter of fact, you can you have a personal relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. Personally, for sure. Yeah, we can get that out on the holidays. Hey. If y'all had to bet or place your money on it, who who gonna get UCLA, Adidas or Nike? I'm gonna go with Nike. They were they used to be with Adidas before. Yep. I don't think they gonna go back. Yep. Sure. Damn, Cam Soda, blow the bag. You guys ready to get started? First half, literally, literally, blow the literally, literally blow the bag. <laughs> <laughs> the first half is underway. Full sport press. First half. The hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Host. It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What did do? What did do? What did do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you and on social media, my brother? Oh, uh, man, nothing has changed. Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A on IG and Twitter. What about you, Weezy? Um, FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. I let me. What about you, Jeff? Jay Easy 84 across all social media platforms. That's a fact. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Been back off Twitter again, man. <laughs> Be a little rough, man. That's late, man. I don't need that stress in my life, man. And it's fullsportpress.com uh slash no nah, my bad it's www.youtube.com slash full sport press podcast pull up man subscribe coach lock got something squared away for you guys very very soon so coach lock is the man with the master plan for sure <laughs> put all the pressure on lock Look, <laughs> let's kick things off man. with the nfl man cam newton signed a one-year deal with the patriots this week the deal is full of incentives that start at five hundred and fifty thousand and can max out at right around seven point five million. Newton, who has earned over one hundred million dollars in his NFL career, is on a full-fledged redemption year. Is it safe to say that the Pats are favorites to win the AFC East for a twelfth consecutive year? It's people looking at it like Bill Belichick took a risk. There's no risk on this. On this, great. He he can actually go out there win the Super Bowl, and they pay him up for seven million dollars. So he's not looking like a genius. He's just smart. He just took the risk. That's all it is. Took a big risk. He took a, he took a gamble on himself to go to a great coach, you know, to play, you know, a one year as we call it, prove a deal, and hopefully, it turns into some prosperous for him. I don't want him to win the division because he got to beat my Buffalo Bills. But other than that, you know, I'm always pulling for Cam. Uh, what more you want in this situation that he's in to be able to go out and all the marbles on the table? all rest on your shoulders because he was playing good last the last time he was playing before he got hurt it's not like he was playing terrible before he got hurt he was just having a good season and then the injury happened and he just kind of went down here from there so he still has the tools i think he's gonna be fine we know how that organization is but they won't take away who he is as far as being cam newton and being the leader he is Basically, what we said this is a steal for the Pats organization. It's the definition of a low risk, high reward deal. Saying he plays every game this year 3,500 passing yards, 35 touchdowns. I think this will be a breakout year for a, or a comeback year for a player like Cam Newton because he has something to prove, man. I mean, you got to look at the team with Brady last year. He threw for 4,000 with 24 touchdowns, eight picks, and they went 12 and four. Can you imagine how mad Cam Newton is to see how the Panthers, you let him go late and then he still ends up 
in a place like New England. Um, I think he's super motivated to prove the naysayers wrong. And if healthy, I think my pick before anybody was picking the Bills to win the AFC East, I think, man, that the, the Patriots will win the AFC East, unfortunately. So speaking of stars, the five-star number 16-ranked player in the ESPN 100, McCrow Maker, signs with Howard University. Now, the 2020 made it a historically 2020 change in decision by committing to this HBCU over Kentucky, UCLA, and Memphis. Now, he's the highest-ranked college basketball player ever to commit to an HBCU since the ESPN recruiting database started back in 2007. Now, this is not something that just happened out of the blue. He made noise back in last fall when he actually visited Howard on one of his recruiting visits that he gets when you're recruiting. So people just thought he was just doing that just to say, yeah, I'm going to go visit HBCU, but nobody really believed that this would happen. Now, McCrum Maker has entered his name in the NBA draft, but said he will withdraw if he's not expected to be a lottery pick. So there is a chance that he will not attend the HBCU, but that's only if he's not a lottery pick. And right now he's ranked 75th on the ESPN draft board. So as of now, it looks to be that he will continue and go ahead and go to Howard. This is huge for everything that's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement. These boys are actually taking chances and actually bet, they're really betting on their self. I think it's a good thing because even if he doesn't play, like Locke said, you know, he's still like betting himself in the lottery. Even if he doesn't play, the fact that he committed and gave it a look, it gives, again, we're talking about the two-star and the three-star kids that are come and play for three or four years and then help that school make a tournament run. That's what helps build a program up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, splash, get the splash, five-star recruit helps. It does. But you get that two-star, three-star kid that could have went to a Kentucky or a Blue Blood school and set the bench for two years and play, and he's a senior that can come to a, a, a Howard or a Hampton or a, a hopefully a Tennessee State, you know what I'm saying, something like that, and play all four years and build a program up, that's how you change it around right there. So this is so giving that look right here helps a lot. What I'm going to do is kind of play devil's advocate with a lot of this because, you know, as we started this show, I've been an advocate of some of these top five, top 10 players to go into these HBCUs and kind of bring some type of light to it. But the reality is the rest of the college landscape has to catch up because without the willingness of coaches at high profile programs, Dukes, UCLA's, uh, Kentucky's, UNC's to schedule Howard and television executives to give them a platform on ESPN, CBS, Fox sports makers, bold choice is more than likely to be a one-off, unfortunately, because those schools, and Coach Locke can attest to this, they might not want to put them on their schedule. You know what? They'll be like, man, you know what? They got two, three, eight, nah. You know, we'll, nah, we'll wait and see y'all maybe in the tournament. You know, they're not going to schedule them. So in turn, they might not be on TV. So that means ESPN has to step in and schedule these teams, man, to play and get national exposure. Not ESPN Plus, ESPN2 with the team like Howard, they hadn't played in the tournament since 92. They were 4-29 and last year. They didn't play a home game for an entire month. And, again, Coach Locke can attest to this. You know why? Because they have to go out and play money games to, in order to meet budget for the entire program. This has to start with basketball, but football has to help out too, man. Some of these five-star Elite 11 guys have to go play football, go down there and kill, and still get the same attention as far as a draft pick. 
because you have a kid like Trey Lance that's playing in North Dakota State. They play for national championships at the lower level of Division um, Division One every year. Guess what? He'll be a first-round pick. You can do that at Howard. You can do that at TSU. We just have to figure out a way to get these kids to fall in. And I think this is actually the generation that will do it, man, for sure. On the show, we talked about this before. We said that it's going to take time for for to see that turnover because if they continue to do this for 10 to 12 years, it won't even matter that the big, the Blue Buzz will schedule them because now ESPN is going to have to follow the talent. At the end of the day, no matter how much you want to see Kentucky on TV, if the talent is not at Kentucky and all the high players and high talent are at these HBCUs, the, the TV is going to follow them. So it's going to take a continuation of years back to back to back to back to see that turnover. And the MEAC, the MEAC has a coach, Lavelle Moden, right now. He's been there since 2010, 2011. That has been kicking ass down. He's won four conference titles, went undefeated in the conference. Give him some looks. Not to say that he needs to leave North Carolina Central and go to Kentucky. But what I'm saying is he hasn't been mentioned in a lot of these jobs, and he's been killing in the MEAC since 2011. So he, does, he definitely deserves it for sure. And to, and to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, Jay, and a lot, like, not to sign bias or anything, but that's why you would go to a school like Tennessee State. They're playing in a Division One conference like the OVC. If you're going to get on TV and you're going to play teams, you know, like a Vanderbilt or something like that that's in your state that's going to give you those looks as well, that, you know, they can't – at that point they can't deny putting you on TV because you're right there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you – yeah, you want to go to an HBCU, but, you know, you find one you go to when you get the amount, maximum amount of exposure. Again, I sound like a homer, but go to the land of the sunshine. It's where you need to be at. You won't regret it. Yes, sir. All right. So, Dan Snyder, please come to the front of the stage. We need you for just a quick second. Nike has pulled the merch for your beloved Washington racial slurs. FedEx has requested that the team change its name. Now your own team has released a statement saying, in light of recent events around our country and feedback from our community, the Washington, not going to say that name, are announcing the team will undergo a thorough review of the team's name. My question to you guys, you guys are, is, will the Washington football team have a new name to start the season? I believe they will because money talks, bullshit walks. At the end of the day, it's about the money, man. When those sponsors come in and start saying, look, we're going to pull this money off of this stadium. If you don't change the name, people going to start listening. Not only did you have FedEx, when you have more than 80 groups and shareholders that invest in a company and say, if you don't change this, we're going to take our, our name, you're going to start making some changes for sure. Absolutely. And to what Dan Snyder, you know, I know he's big on – Dan Snyder's big on, you know, he got a lot of – he spends a lot of money in that field. I can't – I give him that. He'll, 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 he'll pay $100 million for for an old player in a heartbeat, so he don't mind spending money. But he likes his power, and I think that I think the thing that hurts him is the the CEO. I mean, well, the CEO of uh, FedEx is his homeboy, and his homeboy is all like, "Yeah, man, just change his name. He he's in for it." And then and then I was like, "You know, what, what are you talking about? We've been doing this for years. Why are you gonna change your name all of a sudden?" He can't get with his homeboy that that wants to make a change all of a sudden. What you gonna do, Dan Snyder? Barbecue a meal or do? Yeah, he's definitely on the clock for sure. And with American society undergoing this wide uprising due to racial tension, racial inequalities, uh, this will be fixed sooner than later. Will it be at the start of this football season? I don't think so. 
it's too many ways that they have to figure out things and take things off of marquees, things of that nature. But it should have been fixed no later than the early 80s. Like, it's ridiculous. It should have been, it's well overdue. Uh, this is something that has been uh, a groundswell, moving on to the Indians, maybe probably Florida State Seminoles, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be a, a uprising to kind of make things a little bit more politically correct, man, because people aren't playing, man. And this new generation, and on top of that, um, a, a younger generation under them, and then on top of that, you have some of the baby boomers and the older people jumping behind this as well, man. It has legs, and I think it'll be all cleared out by this time next year for sure. Moving on to basketball again, the 2022 number one prospect, Imani Bakes, committed to Michigan State. Now, he's a 6'8 small forward who's been regarded as the next big prospect since LeBron, and he's been compared to players like Kevin Durant. So the question I have is, Will we ever see Imani Bakes play at Michigan State? I think so. Um, he's a Michigan kid. Um, that's the, you know, of course the Fab Five makes you love the Michigan Wolverines. But if you think about it, Michigan State is the perennial powerhouse in the state of Michigan as far as college basketball. You know, so getting to see him a season, just one, we, we only get one season. Like if we get that, we get one season. He's out of there. But to, get, to see him one season in his home state put on a show, He'll do that just just to show love to his people. That's all. I don't see the G the, the G League as if even a a good deal right now. I don't. I think play I, one year of college is not more valuable than the G League. Hell, not if you're getting five hundred thousand dollars and you right. go into college basketball and you get maybe five thousand. Period. Dang, and that's right. just to but eat. what if you don't need the money? What if, what if you no, don't no. need the money? No, you hear me tomorrow. If they said tell you tomorrow. Getting twenty five thousand dollars a year, and then another job is offering you five hundred thousand. Where you going with? And you and you don't need no money. You going? You going to get the money? You going to get the money? The only thing that that saves college is the college experience. Being That's what I'm about. Like being an eighteen year old kid and being the guy on a college campus, you can't replace that fit because the things we're not going to talk about on the show that right. come with that. And hey, hey yeah. Jeff. Can yeah. you imagine having five hundred thousand dollars though at the age of eighteen? Damn, college! You can create college with five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you win. Now you're absolutely right. Yeah, but they're like, <laughs> they, they gonna give you. They're they gonna give you some money anyways. And then I mean, they might get caught. You ain't got to pay it back. They gonna take care of it. They gonna give you money anyway. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Look at Reggie Bush. Look at Reggie Bush. It ain't Zion got the block out of that. Zion, it's hot yeah, right now. Yeah, Zion got it's the hot right now. Will yeah. Wade ain't signed no players. And you know Sean mm-hmm. Miller ain't signed no players. He ain't got no players coming to Arizona next year. I'm glad Will Wade ain't signed no players. Will Wade's a monkey dude. Who but, you monkey? <laughs> let me speak on him, Monty Bates. Um, this kid was named National Player of the Year as a sophomore. Something LeBron didn't even do. Um, hell no, he's not playing a game of college basketball, y'all. High school basketball is just too easy. He's publicly came out saying he's trying to get to the NBA as soon as possible. And that could be a situation financially, or he thinks he's just too good to play in college basketball. So the worst thing that can happen in Michigan State happened last week, where his school transitioned to a prep school. So now they have some of the best players in Michigan transferring in to his high school, and now they play across the world, well, across the United States, against some of the high schools, Montverde, Prolific Prep, Oak Hill, et cetera. He will play against the best of the best. He will still average those 32 points he averaged last year. So, you know, better figure out a way to move on and find another small forward because he won't play a game at Michigan State. 
I think he will play a game Michigan State for this region alone. The way he, he's 16 years old, and he's thinking about reclassifying from 2021, which will have him playing his freshman year of college in the 2021-22 season. But he won't be able to enter the draft in the 2022 NBA because you have to be 19 years old by the year of the draft. So if he does reclassify, he's still not going to be able to enter the draft going and play that one year early. So I just don't see, unless they change the rule, which it could happen in the next few years with all these changes going on with G League offering 500000 and all those things, I wouldn't be surprised if the rule is changed by his time for him to go. Then I could see him not playing Michigan State. But if the rule hasn't changed, I think he will go to Michigan State for one year and play. He's too good. And he's going to play on a good team now? Just like Jalen Green played for Prolific Prep last year. Bro, he still averaged 32, national player of the year. We walked the band, bro. We won't see him. Oh, he's a real deal. So, yeah. so you're saying he's going he to go overseas? Because he's, he's come out and say he doesn't want to play in the G League. <laughs> you know the money, call. So, you know, money on the phone. Hello? Hey, that's going to be the first million-dollar contract in the G League. Guaranteed. Now, Ooh, that's a hot take guy. right here. Watch. That's a hot take. You just watch. You wait. That's an FSP hot take. Sure. First player to get a million in the G League? You get a meal, dog. Sneaker. You know what Nike gonna give him? True. Yeah. Nike, Nike gonna, gonna give him a bag. Bag, get out of here. Yeah, right. the influx of money when that kid hit the league, when that, when that kid becomes a professional, it's gonna be crazy. You're yeah. absolutely right about that. Nah, it's gonna be nuts. You, you guys ready to with halftime? Let's get out of here. Yes, sir. We're at yeah. the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it. Minnesota Lynx star Maya Moore hasn't played in the WNBA since 2018, but for good reasons. She's been dedicating herself to free a wrongly convicted man from prison. Moore opted to set out both the 2019 and 2020 seasons to help Jonathan Irons, a black man who was convicted of burglary and assault charges when he was just 18 years old, secure his release. Irons has served 23 years of a 50-year sentence for a crime that he maintains he did not commit after being convicted by an all-white jury, despite a complete lack of physical evidence and a questionable identification made by the victim. A Missouri judge overturned Irons' conviction on March the 9th, and after two failed appeals, he was released on Wednesday. Guys, when we talk about athlete activists, Maya Moore deserves to be in the Pantheon right next to Muhammad Ali. What she's accomplished is unprecedented. Things that are bigger than basketball and Maya Moore deserves all the praise. In the prime of your NBA career, when your WNBA career, you put that to the side to help free an innocent man. Huge deal for Maya Moore. All the congrats, claps, baby screaming. You deserve that Nobel Peace Prize for sure. If they made if they made a Maya Moore jersey in three eight, I'm buying it. That's, that's how it is. You're absolutely right. She needs to be mentioned with the greatest activist in sports that we ever have heard. Like what she's doing right now to give up, to be that unselfish, to give up on your career at the prime of the winning championships, being a part of the biggest series that the WNBA has, been a, has had, and to, to walk away from it just to help free people who were wrongfully, wrongfully convicted. Man, that's, that's, that's top tier, top tier human being right there. My more is truth, man. You know, I'm not a big fan of girls basketball, that's, but that's one of the girls that I liked her game for real. She can hoop. My more can hoop. And if you seen her resume, my my more resume is unprecedented. Four time NBA champion, three time college, three time college champion, all time uh, 
She got three times uh, All American in college. Uh, MVP, MVP finals three times. Come on, man. Her 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 her, her resume is off the roof. You hear me? Off it's the off roof. The yeah, thing I off knew. The roof. That's off the roof. The off ceiling the roof. is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. It's off the roof. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. I can't believe I just said that. Holy shit! But but yeah, my more truth, man. And her and, and to give up everything like that, and you, you know, it's it's all the way through. I'm no, with her. Shout to my more. Yeah, man. She, you know, and, and when she first did this, a lot of people questioned why she was walking away from the game to do that. You know, they didn't realize that it's, it was bigger than basketball. So I'm glad that she's starting to get the light shined on the thing that she's doing and getting the press showing what the good things she's doing in the community and stuff like that. Who would get a statue first? Who deserves one first? Her or Calvin Kaepernick? Man, they need to have one right by each other. That's a good question, though, Doc. Same time. Erected at the same time, one in Minnesota, <laughs> one in Yukon, and one right smack dead in the middle of DC, man. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. You guys ready to get started? Second half. Let's do it. Let's go. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half. Which player were you most wrong about? The NFL edition, episode 324. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Weezy, what it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock is confession time. Everybody has their favorite players in college. <laughs> some from your favorite college teams. Some you follow since high school. Either way, there's some players that you would have put house money, whole career, that X player would get to the NFL and dominate. For every Patrick Mahomes, Khalil Mack, there's been another top. <laughs> former prospect who didn't pan out. Man. Yeah. For sure. For every Patrick Mahomes, there's a Johnny Menzel out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where they feel because of injuries, off the field issues, or just poor play, all these players provide fascinating case studies of NFL failures. What if I told you that each of us has missed on players transitioning to the NFL? Episode 324 is all about confessing some of our major misses in regards to transitioning to the NFL. We will kick things off with Wheezy with his, everybody has a team, just favorite team is the Florida State Seminoles. Locke's favorite team is the Florida State Seminoles. Wheezy's favorite team is the Vanderbilt Commodore slash USC Trojans slash, no. And my team is the Florida Gators. So in turn, I think we automatically assume that every last one of our players are gonna go to the NFL and absolutely kill. So. With that being said, I won't have any Florida Gators on my list. Not one. What? Um, yeah, because yeah, they, they all busted in NFL. That's why they everyone. No, you're damn lie. No, you damn lie. No, you damn lie. That but, made it easy. That's, that's, that's an easy escape route for them. No, don't, 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 that's an easy escape yes, route. Yes, it is. You don't so, have one Florida Gator on your list? Bro, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I that's think all friend. of them would go to the league and kill, bro. He's a skate route. He's, and they he, that's don't. Smart. That was smart, Jay. I give you that one for you. That was smart as hell. Hey, hey, what? Look, did, did he put that extra out there early? Did he do damage control? It wasn't an extra. No, nah, I'm, I'm just assuming that y'all felt the same way. Now, granted, I'm nah, it's a, a lot of our nah, I got some similars on my list. <laughs> I was just about to say, a lot of you guys came out as, you know, Bollywood to be great NFL players. 
a lot of Florida State players, I mean, Florida players didn't come out with a lot of, you know, pressure other than this year. Let's, no, so, other let's than move. Tim Tebow. Yeah, that's a, so, so you don't have Tim Tebow. And he's on your not list. on your list? Bro, no, because who thought Tim Tebow would come to the NFL and kill? You did. I, nobody <laughs> thought that, bro. No, because if that was the case, he would have been the first pick in the NFL draft, y'all. Come you on. can you can circle my tweets per that year. They went <clears throat> they went to the playoffs. and He won that game against Pittsburgh. I called that, and I figured if, if they were oh, smart, enough, they would have changed that offense to fit him going forward. <laughs> they just didn't believe in him though. Damn, well, he used to he used the he used a small print to fix that up. I, I like it. So Weezy, kick things off. Let's get it going. All right, man. Uh, I went from five to one. By, uh, so my number five player was uh, – I was real big on Dorian Gray Beckham coming out of college. Oh, yes, you were. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't need all that, Jeff. <laughs> this is a rough show for me. Dorian, <laughs> Dorian Green Beckham, man, uh, Missouri, he was like 6'6". Six, six. Oh, man, he was a – you know what I'm saying? He wasn't good in the route tree, but he thought that ball number ends up, he was going to get it. And, he, and, and, and not to mention, he went to my Titans. Oh, I jumped. I ate town stumped around the whole house and they drafted the Dorian Gray Bethel. They only played for one year. They scored one touchdown. So, uh, yeah. Dorian Gray Bethel, man. It, it, it was rough. It was rough Second round pick on him too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> Dorian Green Beckham was a was a was a five star. No, no, yes. no, no. Dorian Green Beckham was the number one high school recruit in all of college football when he came to college football, bro. That was it, no question. He was no mm. one. <laughs> oh, shit, that's great. Probably my favorite non seminal to watch in college ever was Vince Young. I just knew I just knew Vision was going to be a perennial uh, pro bowler, Hall of Fame player. Then, I don't know, he had a gun at a practice facility. Him and Jeff Fisher didn't get along. He had, he made the Pro Bowl twice. Man, I don't know, man. Like, he watched, like his washout was amazing to watch. I cannot he was believe. also addicted to Cheesecake Factory. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. I can't say the next after that. You're right. You can pull up on him at the Cheesecake Factory whenever you needed to. He was there. Vince Young's rookie of the year. He got rookie of the year that year. He only played in eight games. He got rookie of the year. He was killing. He was killing. He, he and that draft really, class was a bust all, pretty much all the way around, too. I mean, he, he almost has in the playoffs, dude, that rookie season. I remember it. All right. Well, I go next and keep with a quarterback. It's not a seminal, though. Jamarcus Russell. LSU, I thought he was going to be the man in the NFL. First team all SEC, Sugar Bowl <laughs> beat honors, you know, threw for over 6,600 yards, 52 touchdowns, drafted number one in the 07 draft to the Raiders. That man went 7-18 in 25 games of starter, and in three seasons threw for 4,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 23 interceptions. <laughs> Done. Cancel it. No, didn't work out. Not at all. No, Jamarcus didn't work out. Nothing beats the Jamarcus Russell story. The coach said he giving him blank tapes and seeing if he if he watched it. And Jamarcus said he watched it. And coach was like, "Bro, wasn't nothing on the tapes. Like, I know you didn't watch." And that's the best story ever. Like that that lets you know where his head was at. Yeah. No, that puts his career in a capsule right there. Right where it is. is. Yeah, Yeah. that's Jamarcus Russell. My first person I will talk about, Johnny Football, man. 
hundred percent. 2014, 22nd overall. His NFL career was a disaster. Cleveland took a risk on Johnny Football, and he became Johnny Failure. But the thing is, with him going into college, well, going into college, I followed him because he was an elite 11. So I was thinking, hey man, dude, Texas A&M, they got a dog coming there. Finally got in to the game, exceeded my expectations within a year, and also Drake's. Whenever you're the hook on a Drake song in his prime, dog, you mean you're a special, special player. And um, he lasted just eight games in two seasons with the Browns and never got another job in the league. And currently, as of last week, came out and said, football was a failure to me. I don't even speak on football anymore. That's how far the Johnny Manziel story is going to be. And I can't wait for that 30 for 30. But I just knew you couldn't tell me. Oh, reps up, reps up, dog. You know it, yeah. Dude, there's no way you're going to tell me that Johnny Football was not going to go with Josh Gordon and killing Cleveland. Oh, my God. There was nothing you were going to tell me about that. I knew it was going to happen, and it didn't happen, and it disappointed me. I missed him now. He got with Josh Gordon, all right, Cleveland. Right. It wasn't about no football. What about no damn football. <laughs> White girl. So, Christina Aguilera. All right, you talk about surefire bit. I thought this was surefire. Shout out to my man D. Harris. He's a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. They wasted a second-round pick on a kicker on Roberto Aguayo from the Seminoles. I remember calling him saying, don't worry about it. He's never going to miss. You good. You got a kicker for 20 years. Y'all solidified. And he barely made it one year. It should have been cut halfway through his rookie year. If we if we keep it in the book, he missed the game winner in the preseason, missed the game winner in the first game of that year, and it should have been over with right then and there. I he was he didn't miss his last year in Florida State, didn't miss a kick, and went to the NFL. Now he's I don't know he's probably doing a podcast like that. Man, that slimmed up goalpost had him shook. You know they slimmed goalposts up in that league, and he he didn't want no parts of it because he was terrible in the league. I remember, man, I was like, dude, don't miss nothing. Yeah, I, I could But here's the funny thing. Aguayo didn't miss in college, dog. He did not miss. He he broke all of Sebastian's record. He he was so good, he got his brother to come to Florida State and do the exact same thing, bro. I'm telling you, man, that was a kick and fool. He got to the league, bro. I, he, Roberto Aguayo definitely sells cars in Miami. Ain't no question. <laughs> that was awesome, Bastion. They True. thought he was going to be the next Janikowski. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to keep with the Seminoles, then I go next. You couldn't tell me that this man wasn't going to go to the NFL and be a monster. Peter Ward. <laughs> I just knew he was going to go and absolutely kill in the NFL. You're talking about three-time first team, all ACC, two-time Billinicall finalist, 32 touchdown receptions, in, which is still the record at Florida State, drafted number four by the Bengals in 2000, played five, only wound up playing five years, one year with Seattle. That's you know, insane. now the thing, the thing about him, though, he started off good. He started off his first three years, he caught 18 touchdowns, had 170 receptions, but then – Injuries kind of hurt him, you know, He because think about it, he was playing with early in his career, he didn't have no quarterbacks. He played with Achilles Smith, Scott Mitchell, John Kittner, Gus Farrat. 
going into the NFL that Peter Ward wasn't going to be a dog in the NFL. I think, Coach, if he was able to wear number nine in the NFL, I think he would have killed. Because, listen, and I hate Florida State, but that was my favorite Florida State player ever. I love Peter Ward. Ah, him, Chris Winkie. Winkie the Ward, touchdown nose, man. Ah, that was one of my favorites, that, man. And I hate Florida State. But, man, I tell you what, that was right around the years when I had just started to watch Florida, 95, 96. But I tell you, I was thinking, did I make a mistake by picking Florida? Because Peter Ward was that damn good, man. Hell yeah. Oh, you we definitely all... made a mistake. Uh, no, I didn't make a mistake did. at all. No, you made a mistake. I didn't make a mistake at all. You told the wrong Florida team. Oh, no, you're wrong. damn lying. Oh, you're damn lying. <laughs> this player here, man, was – this is like 2012, man. I was real big in the college football. Mohawks was popping. Remember, Mohawks was popping back then. Everybody had a Mohawk in their head. You had one in 2018, though. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I had one. By 2014, maybe 13. I ain't not 2018. No, I no, didn't. No, listen. You had a mohawk? You had no. a mohawk when we were recording this podcast. We only did this podcast. It'll be six years next You've year. You've never seen me with a mohawk, Jay. When we're One hunt. Bro, like, my, bro like, I'm telling you. I had a mohawk. You had a mohawk, bro. Let me tell you why. You had a mohawk, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm saying my brother might have cut a mohawk in your head. You had a mohawk for sure. 100% you had a mohawk. Anyways, let's move but on. Let's we fall down. <laughs> We get, we get back up. We get Anyways, back up. he wasn't on the all-week team, but I was, I was hype about him. I was hype about Ja'Cory Harris from Miami, dude. <laughs> he, he, look how, look how funny they laughing, though. I was hype about Ja'Cory Harris from Miami. You swag, man. He kept saying, you swag. I, I, I was all on the you swag, man. This is before the, 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 the turnover chain. I was all about Ja'Cory Harris. And Ja'Cory Harris played, uh, he was undrafted. He <laughs> He uh he went to the Philadelphia seven he went to Philadelphia Eagles. He probably he probably should have went to the 76ers. Sorry. <laughs> he, he went to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Now he plays for the uh, uh, Canada League Eskimo team in Canada. So I don't. I, it, it's, it's rough on me. It was rough. <laughs> wow. You I hate it. Oh, oh yeah. man, I'm telling you, boy, boy, these misses are funny. Speaking of a miss, um, my next person was. I walked around and told the world right around 2010, 2011, this was going to be the best linebacker in college football. Um, his name is Orlando McClain. He went eighth overall in 2010. The Raiders felt strong enough to pick him eighth overall. Yeah, man. And only one can assume they wish they could do this one over. He had 184 tackles through his first two seasons. Then he caught a gun charge and hasn't played a game since 2015. He's currently right now trying to make a comeback in the NFL at 31 years old. Uh, spoiler alert, he better go play with Ja'Cory Harris. He better go play with the Eskimo brothers and Ja'Cory Harris because it's over, Rolando. It's, that thing, pack it up, pack it up, Rolando. Pack it the hell up. <laughs> Eskimo brothers. That's funny. All right, so my third, my third player is a Gator. Was fun to, for fun to watch. That's my name. No, come on now. I got I got a gator on my list. I got a gator. I got a Buckeye and Wobo Seminole on my list. That's my list. Percy Harvard. I thought Percy Harvard was going to be unstoppable because he gave us hell in Florida State. The way we couldn't do anything with Percy Harvard. I just hope they didn't give him the ball. As that was that was all I hoped. They just never gave him the ball. That's the, he's one of the few players I ever wished that on. Just don't give him the ball. We couldn't do nothing with him. 
I thought when he got to the league, that speed was going to translate. Next thing I know was migraines. He just it didn't. Re- I mean, he had a couple of good years in Seattle. He was a, he was more of a weapon than an actual player, like an actual every down player. I thought he was going to be speed. Just go get it, person. We go. We will figure you out later. But it definitely worked out for person like I thought it would. He's trying to get back in the league right now. That's what he's trying As to do. Right now, he's trying to get back in the league right now, which is hilarious. One move, P. You know what I'm saying? I'll take one move. We house He ain't. He ain't Peter Ward though. He ain't. He, not, he damn sure ain't Peter Ward. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. This one hurt. My number three, <laughs> number fifty second overall pick of the Cleveland Browns back in 2017, Deshaun Kaiser never really had a chance coming out of college. <laughs> he never had a chance, y'all. Cleveland asked him to start as a rookie for a team that finished 0-16, man. He threw 11 touchdowns compared to 24 picks, y'all. He threw 24 picks and 11 touchdowns. <laughs> he fumbled the ball nine times, man, in 15 starts before the Browns traded him to Green Bay. They said my boy was thin-skinned, man. And he was a prima donna. In 2017, when they asked all the people who were drafting the first three rounds who's most likely to be a bust, Deshaun Kaiser won that by a substantial amount, and he just got released by the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Browns are clear. The Browns are going to Brown. I got two Browns on my team, dog. So uh, it's currently a free agent. I hope DK can figure it out because, hey, listen. I you need to go back up Jacoby Harris. You flew that flag. You flew that flag. Hey, dog. Hey, My God. I that was a 17-show run when his name bro. got brought up. DK. Sean Kaiser. D- DK, are you with me, dog? <laughs> hey, man. I'm so, when I see him, I got to have a conversation with Deshaun Kaiser. Because he let oh, me. Ooh, he flew that flag. Ooh, he let me yes, the fuck down. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're going to stay with quarterbacks, I'm going to go to quarterback, man. Did great, great college career as a quarterback. You couldn't tell me he wasn't going to go to the league and do his thing. <laughs> EJ Manuel from Florida State. I thought EJ Manuel was going to be the man. I thought he was going to be a game-changing league NFL quarterback. After what he did in college, man, he's only he was twenty five and six in his career, only the second quarterback in college history to win four straight bowl games, threw for seventy seven hundred yards his career, and was drafted number sixteen in the two thousand thirteen draft. Played in thirty games, starting only eighteen, twenty touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, and he's right now on the ACC Network doing what we're doing. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it's EJ Manning, two players I can't stand. I cannot stand. And he went. And EJ played for both my squads. He played for Florida State and he played for Buffalo. I could not stand EJ Manning, man. Goodness. All right, this is my third one, man. Uh, another Mohawk guy, man. Another Mohawk guy got me. Uh, God rest, God rest his player's soul. To rest in peace. After I seen he, he came out of USC. After I seen Reggie Bush. He got another one, Jay. We we right back. And Joe McKnight walked in them <laughs> through the doors, man. And Joe McKnight was serving. He was great in college. But he just didn't pan down the NFL. Mm, mm, mm. How many how many touchdowns y'all think Joe McKnight scored in the NFL? Two. <laughs> Three. 
four to four. Close enough. <laughs> four touchdowns. He played what six seasons, only five hundred yards in the NFL. That's my guy. God, I don't like doing this show for real. I miss on Joe McKnight. Now, I see why you was part of the Mohawk Club. That that, that you y'all was all together. Yeah, I, I I kick it off my fourth player. Um, this fairly recent, but he's not you know not in the league. <laughs> so uh, he was the third quarterback on the team that had three quarterbacks that won a national championship. Cardell Jones, that was my guy. Like I that, I don't know what it was about Cardell Jones. I thought he had the the biggest arm that like he could throw it from anywhere, make all the throws. I just knew Cardell Jones was going to come to the league, find a nice team, and prosper. He had a great start in the XFL <laughs> and still fell off at the end of the day. So it hurts me to put Cardell Jones on this list, but I got to. That was my guy. I'm going to keep it home again, man. One more time in Florida State. Kind of had the same situation as you, Weezy. Big wide receiver, 6'5", 240. You know, came through, had a hell of a year, had the game-winning touchdown in the national championship. I thought Kelvin Benjamin was going to go to the league and team up with Cam Newton and absolutely kill, and it didn't happen. He was drafted number 28 in the first round in 2014, and, you know, he had a good rookie year. You know, he had 73 receptions for 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns, so I'm like, yep, got one. Call one, Mm-mm. could never get it going after that no more. Played six years for three teams, Carolina, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Finished his career with 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and hasn't been on the roster since 2018 when he was last seen in Kansas City. Like, he had the size. He, he should have been a no-brainer. Like, that should have been a no-brainer. The fact that I'm using him as a tight end in, my, in our FSP fantasy league right now, to let you know where his skill set is. Like, it don't make no sense, dude. Like, you couldn't have told me he wasn't going to be a star. He wasn't, y'all. <laughs> Unfortunately, man, got to bring down the home team, man. Patrick Turner with the USC. And <laughs> I assume that when he left, you know, Nashville to go to USC, playing in that great USC offense with Wide receivers, running backs, Matt liners, quarterbacks, it's crazy. He never quite panned out to be the player that he was supposed to be, even in college. I, but I still thought, you know, if Pat gets to a situation where he can just play and get some actual tick, he is going to be a killer. Pat played one year in the NFL, maybe two, of meaningful football, man, and it never really happened. Pat was slow, which I didn't know. I didn't know Pat was that slow of a wide receiver. Can't like get no separation. Four. Yeah, like he should have been a tight end slow. And what I didn't realize was that he was just running slant routes at USC. He was a number two player in the entire country coming out, going to USC. There was nothing you could tell me. He, could, he, he almost fooled me too, John. I hear that. He, he got almost. me. Oh, he got me. For sure, it was you. It was it was uh, one of your homeboys who shall remain nameless. And that that is something. I should have known the person that told me that is not a, a person of good interest. So yeah, I know that's credit. He yeah. was he was hoping he was special. He was really hoping he was special. I'm sure, and he was not. I'm back with I'm, I'm back with a quarterback here, man. Uh, Colt McCoy. I'm gonna just say it. Colt McCoy, man. Now, Colt McCoy is number two all-time winning quarterback in, in, in college history. He didn't lose at Texas. Only game he lost is that championship game. He didn't lose it. He didn't lose it, and that's because he got hurt. He didn't lose at Texas. 
But now he's a career backup in the NFL. Played on four different teams. Played with Washington. Now he plays with the New York Giants. He's just a backup. I wouldn't even come to the Titans. I thought he was a franchise quarterback. He drank milk right out of the teeth of a cow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he drank raw milk. Yeah, he drank raw milk. All right, so here I had to make a quick sub because Locke Locke took my fifth player. This this one's more of a personal personal win than anything. He had there's no reason why he should why to think he's gonna be this good. But I thought Lindell White was going to be an all pro, at least four Pro Bowl thousand yard rusher in the NFL. He had the best game in the national championship when it counted. He went to the Titans who loved to run the big running back, but he just couldn't put the plate down. And he ended up looking like a fullback and uh, a, a catch first tight end. <laughs> and then he looked like a running back and Chris CJ2K happened and it was all over for him. Yeah, you got to blame Karma for that. Karma got him literally. <laughs> Literally, Club Karma. Yeah, yeah. Come, come to Nashville. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, Club Karma got Lindell for real. But Lindell, I thought he was. I, th- I thought Lindell was destined to be great, and it just was good for the Titans. So it did lightning though. They had a oh, smash and dash. My bad, smash and dash. They had, they had that. They had that. If you went to USC, you had a chance to give drafted by Jeff Fisher for sure. <laughs> I had to say my worst for last. This is my worst call in all mankind. <laughs> Oh man! I thought Paxton Lynch out of Memphis was gonna be the next transition quarterback in the NFL. He put up all kind of crazy numbers in Memphis. In his junior year, I remember watching him play. He had a game where he threw seven touchdowns in one half. I was like, man, this kid is going to get to the NFL and shock everybody because, you know, he went to Memphis, you know, had 8,800 yards for a career, 59 touchdowns. I just thought he was going to shock everybody, man. Oh, but no. He's a permanent clipboard holder. He's only played in, I think, like five games in the NFL. He ain't even holding clipboard. It's amazing. Yeah, it's over with for him. He ain't even doing that. He got out of there. They got him out of there, man. So. Paxton Lynch, man, you let me down. Oh, man, it's, a, it's another quarterback. This is what got me with this quarterback. I'm going to give you a story. All right. This one, Lane Kiffin, had just came to UT, right? And I said, man, Lane Kiffin going to get some players, man. He going to get some players at UT. So he, 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 he got this quarterback to sign, Tyler Bray. <laughs> he got Tyler Bray to sign. And I thought Tyler Bray was going to like, – Tyler Bray in college was amazing. He throwing the football all over the field. That's when they had uh Rod that 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 wide receiver Rogers. They had Bryce Brown in the backfield. He Derek Rogers. Derek Rogers is cold. Tyler, Tyler Bray threw for thirty for thirty two hundred yards in one college season. They weren't winning no games, but he was throwing the football all over the field. Said Tyler Bray's gonna go. He's gonna go to the NFL and shock the world. Shock the world, dude. And he's a career backup. I'm gonna tell you, I was on the right. I, I was thinking the right way because guess who got drafted by? In the, in the like fourth round, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. So Andy Reid knew something too. If Andy Reid can't get it out of you, you can't. You ain't got. It. You ain't it's got over. It, you ain't got it, brother. My last person. Nothing you can tell me. This kid wasn't gonna be one of the best running backs I ever seen in my damn life. wasn't even close. It's Maurice Claret. Listen, Maurice Claret was an absolute dog at Ohio State. Between the tackles, 
just a great, great football player. He listened to the wrong people, tried to come out early. There's nothing like game film. There's nothing like playing football. He set out that year, then he ran his 40. And I guess I'm a bad judge of speed because I have two of the slowest people. The three. Deshaun Kyle's slow as hell. Patrick Turner's slow as hell. Marcus Correa ran a 4-7, y'all, and a 4-8 in the 40. Yeah, man. Broncos still drafted him in the third round. And he was washed out before training camp, bro. He Mar here's the craziest stat. Maurice Claret never played in an NFL game, y'all. Never. Yeah, I think I think that was That's nuts. Point. And that would let everybody down. I I like Maurice Claret. Claret was he was a crazy. dog in Ohio State. But he he wanted Maurice Claret to win just because he booked the system. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yep. And now and now no player will ever do try that again. Like they don't want that small. Y'all wanna go like people that's in the league right now still pending? It's just a couple people. No, no, real quick, we who you didn't talk it? about yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't talk about Trent Richardson. Nah, I only had five. You didn't only talk about Matt Liner. <laughs> only had five. You didn't talk about Mark Sanchez. Oh god. You didn't talk that. about Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman was cold. He just can't stay off the way. Justin Blackman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Justin Blackman, yeah. He just, yeah, he. And then now, Jeff, you knocked out all of yours for sure. And we locked. You did too, for sure. So. Oh, let's talk about you. Like, who you <laughs> talking about? And that is another episode. <laughs> that was episode 324. You remember uh, Chris? Hey, like, you remember Christian Hackenberg? That's not right. <laughs> Back on that Jeff laugh. Look, look, there it is. You remember Christian Hackenberg lock? <laughs> <laughs> this gonna, I'm telling you right now. It's going to kill Elite 11. It's going to be the best thing. <laughs> now, granted, hey, let me tell you something. I got some people on. Hey, listen. They close. <gasps> I got three right now. Listen. Who? Josh Rosen. We, hey, you on the clock, young man. <coughs> hey, Laquan <laughs> Treadwell. You're on the Ooh. clock, young man. Hey, young man. <laughs> hey, hey, Corey Coleman. Hey. You hey, might be on the list, hey. bro. Corey Coleman might be on the list. list. Corey I'm Coleman was a, was, was, a, uh, was a substitution just in case on my list. Not even hey, boy, Corey Coleman, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Him and Lindell were substitutions on my list. Hey, boy, Corey hey. Coleman. Hey, hey, Jay, you know who, who you didn't mention, though? Ooh. Your boy, Chad Kelly. Chad Ooh. Sway Ooh. Kelly. Ooh. That's three in his vision. Chess Way. Hey, that was my boy. Chess Way Kelly, dog. He was still in the league last year, though, y'all. Fuck with y'all talking about. He was still in the league last year. He played football last year. Like, you know who you didn't mention? Come on. Taj Boy. That was his boy. That was his boy. He used to kill Florida State Eclipse. Oh, my God. Yeah. What about the time we played that man? What about what about Bo Scarborough lot? No, that wasn't that, that wasn't my that wasn't my man. On that note. <laughs> yeah, what <where laughs> yeah, you reaching that? That wasn't your guy from from Alabama? Hell no. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just we, what about Earl Bennett? Earl Bennett wasn't my guy. <laughs> That's a Vanderbilt guy. That wasn't my guy though. I'll take it on. Okay. 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 Yeah, cause I remember, man, Earl Bennett, man. I saw my boy Earl Bennett. Hey, dog, Taylor Mays wasn't your boy. Taylor Mays was my guy. I thought Taylor <laughs> was your man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hold on now. You got some players too that's pending. 
Jameis is paid. Jameis is paid. Now Jameis solid. No, no, no. The kid, Martavis Bryant, was your guy. Yeah, you can't throw that on me. <laughs> Martavis Bryant was your guy, bro. Sammy Watkins was your guy too. Sammy Watkins said, "Watch Super Bowl champ." Nah, fuck out of here. So, Super Bowl champ. Sammy Watkins was my guy. Sammy Watkins was my guy. We Super Bowl champ. Hey, like, I can't believe y'all brought up Chad Sway. That hurts. That hurts you, right? Desha- Desha- I was waiting for Deshaun the entire show. The entire show. <laughs> I can't believe Deshaun Kaiser didn't work, y'all. Yeah, that, that was all. good. And when, when Jay said Deshaun Kaiser, and then when Locke said Pastor Lynch, I, I, I still sleep good tonight. I'm going to sleep good. <laughs> I'm going to sleep good. I'm going to sleep good. That's another the episode. The show is going to be better. Woo! Because, hey, it's a missus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of my missus is your fault, too, because she made me watch them damn videos. A lot of my missus is your fault. Yeah. Tweet us with questions, man, throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend about them misses. We're showing them People missing girls, too. We don't talk about that. Weezy, where you at? Everything you paid for, man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Jeff, what you got? Camera's always on, man. Yeah, right. This is missing. <laughs> oh my God. Get a drama song. That was missing. We're going to miss some. Hey, man, the revolution will be podcasting. We are out. Woo. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.